What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Teen It Up. Uh, I'm the C part of C and B. I'm here with my host, Vladdy. Vladdy, it's another Monday. What's going on? Not much. Um, for uh, This is actually, I think, the first Monday since we started recording. We actually had to be in the office for work today. But it was we were just testing some stuff, so I was occupied the entire day. So nothing major at work. Just kind of a quick Monday. What about you? Something new? Uh, nothing really. I just kind of hung out, did my typical writing gig that I do. Um, yeah, that's about it. I really didn't do much today. You're not uh, going to tell the viewers about your big, your big, your big, your big secret, your big, uh, life update. Oh yeah. I announced my retirement from, uh, my position as a paralegal on Friday. Friday was my last day. Um, starting law school in the fall. It should be fun. Uh, so right now I'm just kind of enjoying life for the next two and a half-ish weeks. Not nah, three weeks. I think it's three weeks flat. I'm not a math guy. Um, but yeah, three weeks of nothingness. So that's why when I say I did nothing, uh, that's kind of the context of that and that I actually didn't do anything. I really just kind of, I mean, I, I took a nap, which is something very rare that I, I, I don't, I'm not a big nap guy. Is that perfect? like 45 minutes where it was like, if I go over an hour, it's just like, I might as well just stay in bed the rest of the day or evening or afternoon or whatever. But if you can get it like 45 minutes is kind of the cusp 45 minutes or under, I feel like it's like actually somewhat refreshing. And it, this was. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that's just like the classic definition of a power nap. Exactly. Um, but yeah, other than that, I had a good weekend. Um, uh, just kind of today I went for a long walk in my neighborhood and wrote about some hockey. So are you going to find, yeah, what, do you have any plans for this next three weeks? You're going to do something to kind of pass the time where you're just going to sit there at home and try and I, I don't really know what to say. I mean, yeah, no, some... I, honestly, I, 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 like I'm doing a week where obviously, you know, going up North, um, for a weekend, but I mean, other than that, like nothing major, like I am really trying to, I feel like me being able to be on my phone at work all the time has allowed me to like my attention span and like my like endurance for focusing on a task is super low right now. And like, I'm going to have to read, you know, for whatever, four or five, six hours a day now, like that I need to start working on building some mental endurance. So I am trying to like, it's a weird thing to say, say that you're building that skill, but I really am trying to build like, like a skill of mental endurance going into these next three weeks. No, I, I get that. I mean, graduate school's not exactly, I'm not going to say a joke. Graduate school something, certainly something you can't just like walk into and say, well, here I am. You have to be prepared. You have to be ready for the challenges for the work that's needed to be put in. Right. And it's just like law school in general, even compared yeah. to other grad schools, it's just, it's just so much reading. Um, that it's just like if I want to sit down and actually build some kind of tolerance and make it bearable, I actually need to have like I can't just be scatterbrained and like ADHD. No, I got you. Like I kind of happen with just like breaking some bad habits I've kind of developed over the past three years <laughs> or past three years, past year. There you go. Yeah, I don't know where three came from. That was not random. Yeah. Um, you want to get into some sports? There's a little bit to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, it's like I think we, we've been saying this for about a month now. It's the dead period, and sports are doing us absolutely no favors. So, um, 
we're going to talk about where do you want to start? You want to go baseball or football? Let's do football. I mean, somewhat of big news. Training camp starts. There will be football on your television this week with the uh, Hall of Fame game Thursday, which is one of those things where, like, I I like kind of got excited at the thought of that, and then I was like picturing myself like watching a solid four plays and being like, oh yeah, I like don't this isn't worth my time, and then I got kind of sad about. It. Yeah, again, I don't know. Like, as as big of a sports fan as I am, I'm kind of in the the boat or like the mindset of I do not give a rip about preseason sports in any sport, whether it whatever it be. I don't think it matters. I don't think players are trying. I think they're just there because contractually they might be obliged to be there. They're mm-hmm. not actually there to to showcase their skills. They're not actually there to win games. They're just they're there because they're told you have to show up give us 10 minutes of something and then go take an early shower. I, I just, right. I don't care about preseason stuff. I mean, I think the next, I think the first meaningful football game might be Thursday or Friday of the last week of August when college football comes back. But I think we're kind of straying farther away from what we really want to talk about. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, so a quick note, uh, you talk about like preseason, like, I will be paying attention a little more because the Lions are hard knocks and that starts next that'll start next Tuesday, I believe. Oh, that's true. A week from the day that this comes out. Uh I love hard knocks and I usually the last two years have kind of been down year. I mean, it's not like I've been watching it for that much longer, but I feel like last year's was like like just it gets you like horned up for football, but like it's just kind of slow like I don't know. The Cowboys once seemed bland and very like uh, I don't know. Mike McCarthy's not exactly like the most interesting person to Mike McCarthy's vanilla vanilla like, vanilla ice yeah, cream. Exactly. Which don't hate on vanilla ice cream. It's it's. I'm not saying that vanilla ice cream is bad. I'm saying vanilla ice it's cream plain. is the plainest thing there is. Yes. Uh, and Dan Campbell is quite not that. So I think it'll be exciting to to watch. Yep. Uh, moving on, probably the biggest news in sports today was the judge uh, gifted, uh, I don't know if that's the best verb to use, with uh, hearing the Deshaun Watson trials between the NFL and the NFLPA uh, came with a ruling. The ruling is a six-game suspension. Now, what I thought was interesting was the statement that the PA made the night before. They made this statement basically begging the NFL not to appeal and to respect the judge's um, decision, yep. which, as we kind of predicted, people thought that maybe put Deshaun Watson in the four to eight game range, uh, something that was considered light when you, there were talks of it being a year or possibly more. Uh, so it makes sense that the PA puts out that statement. Will it have any value? I don't think so. I don't know if you feel any differently about that. No, personally speaking, I mean, it, it's the NFL, it's Roger Goodell. He kind of, I don't want to say he answers to nobody because he does answer the owners, but if the NFL wants to do something, they'll do it. So this is just one of right. those where I think they're going to sit back for the next maybe two days. I think they have, what, 72 hours to respond. Three. To yep, this. they have three days. I think they'll sit back and they'll kind of wait to see what the public outcry is because obviously the NFL is a business. And anytime right. one of the top seven or eight players in the most important position of your business is allowed to play more, your business is going to prosper. So I think while they understand 
what that is. They do have to also see the optics of it because they are a machine at this point. They're not really like they don't really they don't get affected by much of this. They they just need to wait and see, in my opinion, before making a kind of final decision. Right. So it's so uh, my question kind of is is why I personally think he should have gotten a full year suspension. That's just my off the cuff my opinion. If I'm the NFL. Six games is really not the worst, like, result. Like, like you said, he's such a big brand and so like brings in money for the sport. You would think the owners, that's what they care about. Yep. You think like the Browns owner is like, like, yeah, they reworked his contract to where he's making like ten cents this year. Mm-hmm. But like, I still think he wants, he needs, he wants and needs to Sean Watson on the field to make him more money in general. Oh, absolutely. Why is he? Uh, why would he want? He's probably root, he's probably rooting for the PA in that sense. Oh, he's hundred percent. The the Browns might be the only the franchise. I guess the Browns owners might be the only owners that are kind of against it. I think the rest of the NFL didn't like the contract. They didn't like the way, especially like you said, the way it was worked. So that like both Deshaun and Cleveland thought they'd be funny, and they they'd say, "Oh, he's not going to get paid this year." So at so whereas wherever suspension he gets this year gets taken out of that salary, and he'd get nothing taken away. But I I just think. When you look at it from like a bigger perspective, I think there's a couple things that need to be said. First of all, I don't think there was ever really a win here. I don't think there was a single number that the judge could have given where I don't even want to say everybody where the majority of people would have said that's the right answer. This is one of those things that's so subjective. And I think it's also to an extent, depending on who you are, it's almost arrogant or even just like ignorant to think that, you know, more than the judge who individually read through every single uh deposition who read through every report who probably spent thousands of hours if maybe not thousands just thousands of pages hundreds of hours probably she's probably spent the last six months of her life getting ready for this one exact ruling so to think that me you or johnny twitter whoever else wants to have a say on this knows more than her i i think that's kind of and I, I think that's an ignorant statement because i don't right. think it's true right and so some kind of notes from what i saw um like you said she went through thousands of pages of the full reports and all the lawsuits um one thing that she said in getting to the number that she got to uh was this idea that he she she remarked his, you know, whatever the allegations as predatory, what he, his conduct as predatory, uh, and basically a distinction that she made in from what I read was this idea of she didn't deem it a violent, um, violent act mm-hmm. that was, um, you know, illegal and sexual misconduct. Yep. Um, but she, this idea of kind of. Ray Rice, Ezekiel Elliott, even Ben Roethlisberger, uh, this predatory and also violent kind of nature and act uh, is thrown around. And basically she said there wasn't a ton of precedent based off those things because she didn't view it as um, dangerous uh, or violent in in the act. Well, the other thing, and I guess this is the... Ray Rice, I think specifically, is kind of like the biggest outlier in the sense that when Ray Rice was first suspended, it was only two games. Right. It wasn't this lifetime ban, and then the video leaked. Yeah. And then people saw what he did in the elevator. And then it changed. And I think so. I think another one of those things is 
as as things currently stand with lawsuits being settled, I think well, I think as the numbers currently stand, there's only one more suit against him. And I I, I kind of look at that as sh she might have to look at this from a he said she said standpoint and have to make decision based on that. Right. Um, so yeah, that's kind of something I saw on legal Twitter. Uh, it's kind of the way it was described there. The way I interpreted it is in uh, the, the the coming to her decision process. Yeah. Uh, another thing is, like you said, the NFL has three days to appeal uh, that decision. So originally, uh, so this outside the uh, discipline of the NFL for the, the misconduct uh, against league policies outside of basically seen by a judge outside of the court, outside of the NFL or in the court outside of the NFL uh, was agreed upon on the last CBA in 2020. Uh, it was originally Roger Goodell made it was the be all end all on decision making. Um, but something that's interesting that you kind of pointed out in text today is that despite the fact that he, it's no longer his original decision, he has all rights when it comes to any appeal by the NFL. So yes. the NFL just choose to appeal it. It is now Roger Goodell who will make the decision. And so to kind of go off of that, I think that like, I understand why both sides agree to that, but I think that's such a cop-out from the NFL standpoint because now right. they get to sit here and say, well, look, we did, we thought he should get so much more. And like the, that they're going to sit there, they're going to look at what the public outcry is. And if the public outcry is so strong that it warrants them going back, they get to say, well, look at this. It was the judge who said six games. It wasn't us. We wanted more. They right. get to take that moral high ground. And I just think that like that's a cop out because effectively nothing actually changed. They they all the only thing they really did is cut Goodell out of the middle as the middleman of the process. So now the only the only instance in which Roger Goodell wouldn't have been able to get a say in this is if if this judge would have determined that Deshaun Watson gets zero games of suspension or no suspension at all, then the NFL would not have been able to appeal because there has right. to be some form of suspension for them suspension. to go back and yeah. retroactively look at. Right, right. Um, which is, a, yeah, I just thought that was kind of an interesting tidbit of kind of where that has and the relationship uh, between the PA and the NFL and their recent CBA discussions. Um, so one more note actually on that was I did read somewhere that her uh, decision for six games did take into effect that because he was not placed on administrative leave by the NFL, uh him missing last season was uh, taken into account mm -hmm. as part of the suspension. Yeah, that's so that that's one thing that I know I told you today during text. And I think that's something where I would actually have to like strongly consider, like, I guess if, if I had to give, I, I'm not going to see him call it the perfect punishment because there's no such thing. But if I had to give something that at least to my mind made the most sense again, like I told you, I would retroactively go back and I know because the NFL has the right to appeal, I believe part of that appellate like review process, they get to either lengthen or shorten said suspension or impose fines. And so my kind of retroactive change or even proactive considering the NFL hasn't necessarily closed the matter on this yet is I would, I would go back. I would find Deshaun Watson, whatever his salary was in 2021, thereby effectively meaning he was suspended in 2021 and whether you want to what I would even maybe increase it to 25 games just because that's a little bit more of a round number than 23. I don't think at that point it makes the biggest difference. 
Mm-hmm. So at that point, you'd register, you'd effectively be looking at either a 23 game or a 25 game suspension in, in essence. And then I would also continue with the fines because Cleveland and Deshaun thought they were funny and because they thought they could get around our system of, oh, we're going to fine you based on your contract year by year. I would go ahead and fine him whatever number he was scheduled to make during that X amount of games that you choose to suspend him this year. But according to the 2023 contract, not the 2022, because like you said, he's getting paid a traffic cone and a box of Pringles this year. He's not right. making any real money because they, again, they thought they could skirt the system. I think that's half the reason why Deshaun would agreed to came to Cleveland was they were like, we're going to help you out. We're going to make sure that whatever punishment you get is going to be minimized. I would say you can't do that. You're not going to skirt my system. Believe it or not, I am still Roger Goodell. And I would find him his 2021 salary, obviously his 2022 salary for the games he's actually going to miss. And then I would find him the 2023 salary for the first games that you deemed he would miss. And so you'd be looking at probably 40 or $50 million worth of fine, right. which I think you do that, you effectively render a 25-game suspension, and suddenly that punishment looks a little bit more severe. It doesn't look like a slap on the wrist. It doesn't look like a full-on slap in the face to humans. It doesn't look like Calvin Ridley no longer has to sit there and complain about, wait, what happened here? Josh Gordon can no longer sit there and say, oh, well, wait a minute. I was just trying to get rid of the pain in my body. I just think that's one way that you can sip, you make it a little bit more in line with other punishments they've given given that in recent history. Yeah, um, and but unfortunately, I don't think uh, the like make him making you know one point five million or whatever the actual number is uh, compared to the forty million he'll make in the years after. I don't think that's it's not actually illegal or. Like no, it's not. Any rules? So like, I, 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 teams do it in every sport. They have finagled ways. We uh, we've just been playing these competitive sports for too long and have gotten so competitive with them yep. that we, we know the lines within all the CBAs and all the salary regulations in every single league. That the teams are just too, and it's such a billion dollar business. You have the best people. Uh, so much time and effort put into being able to manip- manipulate basically every single rule uh, money wise for players. And I think that's just an, like something that we're always going to have to deal with and shouldn't necessarily be illegal. Well, yeah, and I'm not saying it is illegal. I'm just saying you guys thought you were going to be smart asses and try and circumvent my rules or my punishment that you knew was coming. And again, and I don't know the exact rule. If, if Goodell does have the ability to levy whatever fine he wants with no appeal back from the Browns or Watson side, that's what I would do. I would say, you tried to pull a fast one on me. I pulled the fast one right back on you. Even Steven, go, go take a sick, go, go take a two month break in September and October. We'll see you in November for the start of your season. And we'll hopefully try and put the rest of this behind us. Right. I just think that's, at least in my mind, that's the best way to go about it. And because I just don't think there's any other way where you, you, because I, so I think you, I'm a little confused. And you might have said this. Are you saying, are you advocating for just a large fine? One that like he'll have to, he'll, Deshaun Watson himself have to bury into his pocket for next year's salary to find the money to pay it? Or are you looking for like the league to say, okay, well, you're making 40 million next year? Uh, so we're just going to tack that on 
because your salary this year doesn't equal that. So we're just going to give you that. I feel like both examples that you just said are kind of the same thing where like, I'm, I'm kind of for the sense, uh, or I'm kind of for the punishment of we're going to fine you. Like, again, I, I do want to go back to last year because like you said, I think that the judge factored into her decision. I think that should be considered a quote unquote unofficial um, suspension. suspension, but to make something unofficial official, you have to take his money or else he was on a paid vacation. That's not a suspension. Right. So take 2021 salary. And then, like I said, take the 2023 salary that he would have made for the first six. Well, let's pretend like they don't actually extend the six. Whatever he would have made in the first six games of 2023 or whatever he's scheduled to make, add that to the fine so that you're effectively levying that as a part of the suspension too. But you're making sure that they're not being able to circumvent the rules that for the punishment that they knew was coming. Right. That, okay. That makes a lot more sense then. Okay. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with that at all. Actually, I just think that's the best way where you get you get the actual monetary damages that constitute suspension, and you also do kind of retroactively. And again, he wasn't allowed to play last year. Like, I guess some people said, "Oh, well, he didn't want to play." Well, that's just not true. He wasn't allowed to play because he had the ongoing legal issues. See, I'm actually of the camp that I don't think it should be be counted because he was not suspended, but. I th- I think the issue with that is he wasn't suspended officially, but what might have gone on b- behind the scenes was different. And that's where I'm saying, I think that last year was one of those unwritten suspensions where we're not going to officially designate it as one, but it really happened. And that's why I'm saying take his money. That way you hear, you effectively make it official. You make that a 17th game suspension for last year. And then you add on whatever you added on this year. Mm. Yeah, I see. That's why I think he should get. I I originally said I thought, again, and you're right. I know I I'm not in any room nor none of us are nearly again, close enough to the situation. Uh, but just my like off the cuff reaction is like, if we're gonna give Calvin Ridley a full year. There's no reason to shad Watson, even given the fact that he was on whatever he was on. Last, you want to call last year an unofficial suspension? Yep. Uh, I still think. I mean, Trevor Trevor Bauer had one incident that he is currently uh, counter pursuing legally right now uh, for one sexual misconduct um, incident that was. I mean, I don't want to comment on it that I'm not 100 percent sure, but I believe the charges were dismissed or the victim never brought forward the lawsuit or drop the lawsuit i'm not 100 percent sure how it ended but it wasn't 24 lawsuits that he did have to settle yep. um or in like in deshaun's watson's case and trevor bauer got two full years away from baseball yep. no, on I, top of the fact that he was already like he was kind of put on a deshaun watson thing when yep. the uh, charges first came out no i and i'm not i don't know the most about the the bauer thing i don't follow i didn't follow that not in baseball the most but I, I I do think that that is something you can't just turn a blind eye to the sheer volume like that that's never been seen you 24 people like that there is no right. fire without smoke so right. I, I just I, I don't know it's this like I said this is one of those topics where no one's ever going to be or not no one's ever going to be fully satisfied there's always going to be those people screaming at the clouds at the end because they feel like something wasn't done justly I I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's no way. There's no. There, there is. I mean, there, there's, there's no hill that I die on. Like, like, right. like, like you know, I'm I'm a fairly opinionated person, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that six games and the 17 before is the way you go. If you suspended him for another year and said here's 34, I'm okay with that. Right. You, if you extended it to eight, you extended it to 12 this year. I'm okay with that. I, I just – no one knows what actually happened because all of this was settled. Nothing will ever come out. Exactly. Um, a couple quick – so we're going to move on from the Watson talk. I, I mean, I think we've kind of covered it in depth. Uh, some notes from training camp that I thought were interesting. Uh, Mike Tomlin said that there is no – or rumors are that Ma- – Maya Rudolph, that's like the actress – Mason Rudolph has actually outplayed Mitch Trubisky thus far in camp, and Mike Tomlin said there's no starter. Any chance you see Trubisky not being the starter? No, I think Mason Rudolph is absolutely terrible at football. I, I also, I also am in kind of in a mindset where, despite how good that defense is, I wouldn't fully be shocked if Kenny Pickett's starting by the end of the season. Yeah, but I also wouldn't be shocked if Mike Tomlin has them finding a way to win 10 games. Oh, absolutely no. Mike Tomlin's a great coach, and like I just mentioned, that defense is incredible. T.J. Watt is either 1A or 1B right now in defensive players with Aaron Donald. I don't really care how you rank it, but you've got great players there at all three levels. You have I, you ha- you make sure you have some decent playmakers. I think the O-line rebuilt a little bit in the offseason, so Najee Harris might be a little bit more effective this season running. You have you now have a quarterback, whether it be Rudolph or uh, Trubisky, who is not Ben Roethlisberger, who is not dead, who can throw the ball farther than ten yards down the field. That's a little bit easier on your receivers when they don't have to run slants every play. Right, and, yeah, and think, you're going to have a, a team in place for when Kenny Pickett is ready next year. Or absolutely, the, uh, absolutely, to, to step into a very comfortable situation that not a lot of guys uh, drafted in the first round get to. I also think, and I guess I think this is something we're going to get into later in the month. I think George Pickens is an incredible receiver. I think they got a great steal with the fact that he was hurt much of the year for Georgia and kind of slid in the draft because of it. I think Pickens can kind of run away with that wide receiver two position by the end of the year. Yeah, and that's with Chase Claypool. That's with Deontay Washington. Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, I for some reason. I don't know where Washington came from. James Washington used to be their wide receiver three. He's in Dallas now. Okay, so that's probably who I was thinking. I yep. I, I like there. Were, I was thinking of a Washington on the Steelers. Yeah. Um. Right. Okay. Uh. Other news is that Sam Darnold has looked good and is winning the quarterback battle. Uh. Any chance he wins that battle? I mean, he can win it all he wants, but he's just going to see another ghost and lose it by week six. I think I I don't like Carolina drafted was it Sam Howell I think I yes. think that's who they drafted. I don't necessarily know I mean it's interesting because uh the the owner David Tepper is I think the richest owner in the league by far yes and so like he wants to win he's a tr- I don't know if he's a true fan or if he's just one of those guys who always gets what he wants because he's so good at what he does in the business world and he's kind of in a similar mindset the way he runs his NFL team they have three terrible quarterbacks. Right. I, I I don't know what you're doing with that team. I think I think Carolina would have been better served tanking for one of the the top two this year. I think there's actually a lot of teams. I mean, that could have been better served kind of 
just bottoming out one more year, deal with it. Maybe you're, maybe your star, maybe your star skill position player get a year older, but if it means he actually has someone who knows how to throw a football, sometimes it's worth it. And Baker Mayfield is on the last year of his deal, so it's not like you made a long-term commitment to him. That's true. It's, again, there, there it was a very low risk, I'd say medium reward. I mean, Baker Mayfield's not going to he's not going to go become like a top 10 QB, but He's won playoff games with Cleveland. He's won games with Cleveland. He can certainly do the same thing in Carolina. And you, I think when you give up like sixth round pick, it wasn't much. Fourth, yeah. Fourth. I gave up a, I gave up a Michigan State linebacker. I mean, it's, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, those are the two big quarterback things I saw. I uh, just wanted to kind of bounce them off you before we moved on to baseball. Absolutely. Let's go to the MLB trade deadline. Yeah, so that's tomorrow. Uh, we had a somewhat busy day. Not a ton of huge names um, go off the – I'm going to read off some of the bigger ones here that I saw. Uh, so the biggest name that actually left was Josh Hader. Uh, he got traded to the Padres for what is being considered a massive haul. Uh, it's for their star closer, Taylor Rogers, pitching prospect Robert Gasser, outfielder Asteri Ruiz, and right-hander Dinsen Lament. That is one, two, three, four, three, four, five players for a reliever who I believe only has. Okay, so he's a free agent after next year. So you, they do have him for uh, after this year. Uh, Padres all in. Still not going to catch the Dodgers though. Can I? Can I? Before you keep going, can I say one thing? So, and I, I only bring this up because I know that the Tigers have some relievers that might be of. Uh... Like where does he where does he where does that man rank? Let's say compared to like Gregory Soto, is is he uh, much better? But be, oh, way better. Way better. Okay, yeah, I, I just did, I didn't fully know. I just figured if, if you could get that kind of haul for a guy again, I don't know what Greg Gregory Soto's contract is. Maybe he's a free agent in this year, so he could just be a rental for a team trying to win. But uh, no team is going to pay you what it would be worth to get rid of him. Okay, he's kind of this in between where like. He's good on your team, but he's not good enough to where he's like actually valuable on the market. Fair enough. Um, he's also like Hater has been like lights out in play. Has had like historic playoff performances in the okay. past, and is possesses this. But you you got to get guys that can get outs in the playoffs, and relieving relief pitching has become even more important the last couple of years for that because starters just don't go deeper. Yes, these relievers. There's so many good like hard-throwing, crazy movement guys. There's so many guys that can get outs that if you can't get outs, like, even as a starter, like, they're just going to go to these elite guys that mm-hmm. they can open now. Absolutely. Uh, that necessarily wasn't the case, you know, 10, yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, go on with the list. So, some other names. The other big one, the Yankees addressed probably their biggest need, uh, which was starting pitching. Uh, aside from Garrett Crick, Garrett Cole, Severino's been out, and I don't. I have no idea what his situation is. Uh, the starting pitching is somewhat lackluster outside of Cole. Uh, they signed Frankie Montas from the Oakland A's. He's basically been the A's ace. Uh, will come in and kind of be a, slotted at the probably the second starter spot for now uh, behind Garrett Cole. So that's the Yankees addressing exactly what they needed. Uh, they also got Lou Trevino, who is also another elite uh, bullpen arm. So the Yankees did what the Yankees do. They spent uh, uh, Trey Mancini. Uh, he, he's traded to the Astros, Baltimore Oriole. 
Uh, I know we talked about the Orioles being somewhat relevant. They are around 500 this year, um, but kind of an aging player that doesn't really fit necessarily their timeline, I guess. Mm-hmm. Houston's a wagon. Houston also, I saw this a couple minutes before we popped on, uh, Vasquez from the Red Sox, he's hitting batting practice. He gets traded to the Astros during batting practice. They're playing the Astros. Oh, my. So he just like he just hit he just kept hitting and then just walked over to the Astros dugout. That that's that's like a money ball story. It's like, oh, I don't want Rincon pitching against me tonight. Tell him to change his clothes and send him to my clubhouse instead of yours. Exactly. It's exactly like that. Yeah, that's, just, that's kind of funny. It is funny that it was like a real life uh money ball scene playing out in actual trade that online, which shows shows how like uh raw this like the business of sports is sometimes and that it real. can Dramatized as it's like a movie out of a movie scene. It's that haven't, dramatized. Haven't we seen players? I don't know. It might have been baseball or basketball. Haven't we seen? Haven't we seen players traded mid-game where yes. in the middle of the game it's like the, the coach gets a little tug on his shoulder from the assistant. It's like, hey, you got you got to pull X, Y, and Z because he doesn't play for us anymore. Yes, and it's because the trade deadline is at like so like hockey. I know for sure, and I'm sure the other two big sports. Uh, they play at night, hockey yep. does at least, and trade the trade deadline typically ends in the afternoon. Baseball, the trade deadline is, I want to say, 3 or 4 o'clock. I think it's they 4 o'clock. It's, they play day games. Yeah. Like, like some people are playing during during the actual deadline. Yep. So that's uh, that happens. Do you have any more actual trades, or should we go over a couple of the hypotheticals of, like, the quote-unquote stars that – don't look like they're going to get moved. Uh, I mean, yeah, let's get into that. I'm not seeing anything of no. I mean, Robinson Cano was acquired. Robinson by- Cano still plays baseball. Yeah, are you, dude? I so I remember this is this. I, I'm going to date myself. I remember as a kid, I had MLB Baseball 2K7, and I was used to turn force trades on and trade for Robinson Cano because he was amazing. Yeah, he's he's legit. He's he was uh so like I'm watching the Peter doc right now is there was the early core that won the the th- what was it? I want to say three championships in four years, uh, which was like Jeter, Andrew Jones is a part of that, uh, like Andy Pettit, Jorge Posada, Mariano Rivera. They're all like young during that. And then there was the wagon of like the late like OOs. And that was when they won again in 09. And that was when they had Cano, Teixeira, A-Rod, Posada, and Mariano like, on their like dying days as baseball players. Is Giambi still there? Did Giambi go to the Red Sox? Giambi was gone by then. Okay. Giambi was kind of – there's then there's kind of that in-between where like, uh, like Hideki, Matsui, Giambi, like those guys. I'm a Yankees fan, so like I, kinda, oh, I, I go with the arrows there. Um, but yeah, so the big names that are not getting moved apparently are obviously Juan Soto. We've talked about the sacks of the kid to turn down the big $300 million contract the Nationals offered. Although, I actually think he made a great, I think he made a great, uh, I do too. Which, and I, now that we're talking out loud, I don't think we talked about it. I, I liked it. The Nationals are for sale. Uh, and so why commit a 15-year contract to an organization who you don't even know is going to be running? Well, I'll do you one better. 
why commit to a 15-year deal at a, a rate that wouldn't even put him top 10 in the league right now? Right. Why not sign a shorter-term deal, which can still be seven, eight, nine years, but then if you're still producing, some team will be dumb enough to give you six more years at $50 million a year. So right. I, I just thought that financially that would make – it's a great offer by the Nationals, and like it's actually pretty good optics because most people don't actually think about that. They just see the big number, and it's like, right. oh, my God, how do you turn that down, Mr. Yell at Clouds, Mr. I Care, where other people get their money from. Which I don't understand that guy. Either, it's it's but. it was a good three to five million below AAV wise with some of the top hitters. In the exactly. Uh, and for someone that maybe not is to that echelon, but is he's only twenty three. He's twenty three and is cop- knocking at the doorstep already. Uh, he's a rare case in baseball uh, of someone below the age of twenty five that's eligible for a payday. Yep. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, I mean, he's what he's 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 walking after this year, right? Or does he have one more year? Yeah, from what I've seen is that all the trade deadline stuff, the they were asking for an insane amount for someone to cough up at the deadline, and it will likely be an offseason move of yep. him not playing for the Nationals anymore. The Nationals are one of the worst teams. Yeah. And then I guess the other kind of big guy, at least that I I saw, was that was even I, I'm not going to say fully shopped around the league the way Soto was, but Shohei Otani, kind of that like that unicorn two way player. I don't really know how else to describe him other than he's 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 incredible. Right, uh, and he's someone who is a legit ace. Uh, he's I mean I don't know if a top. I'd call him a top 10 to 12 pitcher in baseball right now. Um, but he can also get you, what, 30 home runs a season? Right, and he's also like a legit three-hitter and athletic on the base paths. Um, yeah, he's he's a unicorn to say the least. Uh, the pitching is what does it for me because, like, good starters are so hard to come by. Um, but it's so hard to put a value in, like, the best hitters make are making, you know, like, 30 to 35 a year. And then like the best pitchers make like 40 ish. I think there's a couple guys that make around 40. Mm-hmm. Like, what is his value? Is that, does that mean that he's a $70 million player? I don't, I don't know. And I don't, it's going to be so hard to like negotiate that contract. Um, I'm sure Scott Boris is his agent. Uh, he's, he's everybody's agent, but um. I just like I I don't even and I won't even know until the winter until those conversations start where they should even begin. It's it's like I don't even know. There's nothing like it. There's no precedent. Um, I just don't think the Angels are going to be the team to give him the best deal at the end of the day. I think someone else will cough up the money uh, in the off season. Uh, it it didn't sound like kind of similar to the Nationals. The Angels just uh, their ask is too insane for a mid season deal for. The kind that he's going to get in short terms is going to be something that needs to be taken care of in the offseason. Absolutely. The whole, the whole, the whole premise of how it's going to start and end is going to be big and can only be handled when they're not playing. Yeah. The one thing that I guess, I, the one thing I absolutely wanted to mention, and you mentioned good starting pitches are kind of hard to come by. Um, I saw there was uh, the Detroit Tigers were shopping uh, Tarek Skubal around the league. Um I guess kind of thoughts. Um, My thoughts are is Al Avila doesn't know what he's doing yet again. Uh, 
I thought it was a joke when I first read it. Like, <laughs> literally, like, I want, he's 25, I think. He, uh, he's 25, four more years of team control. Right. At a, at a team-friendly bargain. Lefty, lefty. Right now, right now, he's a legit. Number two on a good team. Number two, maybe number three on a good team right now. And he's only in his second full season at the MLB level. The so so would you are you kind of in the mindset of you wouldn't trade him whatsoever? No, I wouldn't. Because he fits your timetable. His prime isn't gonna be for another two years. And say like say you want to keep tanking or this or rebuild is gonna take ten years, he's still going to he's going to be at his best three years from now when you, you were hypothetically ready. Like that doesn't make sense to me. What kind of prospects are you going to get? You haven't gotten one in freaking seven years of a rebuild. That's worth a darn. You just kind of hit a couple of things that I did want to mention. First of all, if I were going to trade Terry School, which I don't know if I would, Al Avila cannot be the guy to do so. It's got to right. be somebody else because Al Avila cannot evaluate talent. He can't. He cannot negotiate for talent. His his play or his administration cannot develop talent. So you would probably get back like an empty Skittles wrapper. Maybe you know, maybe you get some guy who's like an average everyday player, just because eventually the law of averages says he can't keep getting uh, accountants and uh, truck drivers. But right. I, I, so like, I'm I, I'm not. I don't think I'd be fully in the in, in like your camp if I would never trade him because I do think that like you like we mentioned, 25 year old lefty, four years of team control. I think with the right mind pulling off that trade, you can actually get everyday baseball players, which is something that the Detroit Tigers don't have. Right. You need you have volume Ryan as opposed in the to, outfield. Yeah. You have Javi Baez, whose contract doesn't look so good anymore because he, he kind of, he, he could swing with a tennis racket and still be hitting 250. And then you also have what's left of Spencer Torkelson's confidence. That's, that's three out of nine positions. You don't I don't think you have much left coming up. I mean, Jackson Job you drafted last year. I think he's still probably what two, three years away. Uh yeah, I mean, he's he's a high school kid too. So I mean, nineteen years old, I at the very least three years yeah. away, possibly. And so we well, we just took catcher in, in this year's draft, right? No, we took a he's he was a, some was it two bags? He's, what? Uh, second yeah, second and third is what he okay. put. So maybe this guy pans out. He's two, three years away. So yeah, he's a little shorter term. He's kind of like Torkelson. He was a college guy. So yep. those guys, a, a really good college guy can get there in like two to three yep. years. And so assuming both of those things go correctly and you keep Scooble, you have a one pitcher. Maybe you have a two pitcher in Joe. We don't know what's going to be left of Casey Mize after. Yeah, and it's John. way too early to even say that about Jackson Job. I don't yeah, think. That's, I'm, like I said, anymore. assuming everything go, goes correctly. So you have a one, maybe a two. Matt Matt Manning is my Casey dad. Mize. Yeah. Casey Mize is – Casey Mize, we don't know if he ever comes back. You have three positional players, maybe a fourth coming up. Like, I just don't like, – I think this is one of those things where seven years into the rebuild, the worst GM in American sports is just way over his head. Um, he's he's the punching bag for an owner who doesn't care, who won't spend to get you other positional players to kind of mix up to, to make up for that lack of drafting. Uh, so I just think that if you could get the right return for Scooble to kind of, I don't even want to say kickstart because I don't know what you're kickstarting. But no, to, it's essentially just buying value or getting value or, 
volume as opposed to yeah. talent. Like, and that's yeah. what you need at this point. It's like we talked about like the, the Lions with their first round pick, the Pistons with their first round pick, is that you need the volume of picks yeah. just to try and up the opportunity of getting some right and getting by. Yeah bodies in the locker room yeah so like and like i said like i don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong i don't think there's any hills that people can die on here i just think that if you are going to trade Tarek skubal al avila cannot be the one doing it mm. that that's that's the only hill that i would die on i guess yeah he there's no there's no precedent of him getting any kind of prospects right that you were uh you may like the idea of getting three prospects for Tarek skubal um but like you said, is Al Avila the guy to judge which ones are the right ones that would actually make the deal worth it? I, I don't think so. Yeah. I, th- I think you and I, we could get up there and we could actually live stream our podcast discussion with the other team's GM negotiating, and we might do better. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've watched Moneyball enough. To, uh, I've played enough, like, be a GM mode on the show. True. And so I don't I don't know a lick about baseball. Like, you, you, could, you could hit me in the head with a baseball. I wouldn't know what it is. But I still think that just like my pure ability to like judge a name, like I would see, I would see a name, I'd be like, that looks like a ball player. I would do better than Alavila in that negotiation. What are some good ball player names? Cooper. I feel like Johnson. You, what? Cooper Johnson. I feel like Cooper. It's good. Cooper, is that name. just because of Cooperstown? Oh. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no, I mean, I, th- I, I think if you could get like, if you could get an international kid, I think that's like a baseline. Like one of the kids has to speak minimal English. Right. Like I, I, I minimal English. He's got to speak that you, I think you got to get. um Like a Rodriguez. Like or, a- and he could, he could be the minimal English guy, but I think, I think you kind of in that deal. You're probably looking for a guy. Like it's one of the names has to be bland. Like there has to be one guy yeah. who like probably like you hear the name and you're probably like, oh, his dad owns like a law firm or something. Right. Like, yeah. It's gotta be like yep. it has to be basic. Um like like Austin Riley is like one yep. of the Braves best oh, yeah. right now. Like that's that's the most forgettable name I've ever heard. Yeah. No, and, and I guess you know what the third one is? Given what we just saw in the draft, given what we've seen in Toronto, go get some former player's kid. I don't even care. Ah. Go get some former player's kid. Yeah, one and two in the draft this year, former player's kids. And Vladdy Jr. is a monster. Go get another player's kid. You give me minimal English, father owns a law firm, former player's kid, I would get you a better return than Alavila. Right. I wonder what his radar is. Probably not that. Probably not as sophisticated as that. That was <laughs> that think, explanation was. Do you think Al Avila knows who Derek Scoobal even is? <laughs> he's like, hey, who's this Derek Scoobal guy? It looks like he's got some good numbers this year. Yes, Al. Oh, God. He's the, he's the only starting pitcher that didn't get hurt this year. Oh, no. I report. <laughs> Three point, and I will say it is funny we talk about this. Like Tarek Skubal had like a two point five ERA and was like, like on his way to having a legit chance. Isn't that pretty good? Like, isn't sub two like sub? Superb? Uh, so sub three is superb. You oh, only, wow. you'll only get like probably ten guy, ten to fifteen starters in the league will go sub three, okay. maybe twenty. Uh, so. 
Below four is considered good. Okay. And we added four is the Mendoza line, you're above four, you suck. Below four, you're solid. Fair enough. Um, He's like 3.6 right now. He was 2.5. Didn't he have a terrible like June and July, though? Yeah. Yeah. He's been awful like once we've hit the summer months. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, that's just something where another, it'll be funny because like another deadline will go by with Alavila in charge and then nothing's going to change because Alavila's Chris Illich's punching bag for like all the public heat. And then another offseason will go by with nothing changing and we will be into year eight of the rebuild that is 100% over. What do you mean by over? Like as in well, restarting? Like, well, I meant, I was trying to make fun of like Chris Illich's quote in April where he's like, oh, the rebuild's 100% over. Oh, but like I honestly, you're also not wrong. I think you're into the rebuild of a rebuild. I think you're another four or five years away. Yeah, you're you're at least three years away from being a like a wild card team. Well, it's so interesting though. Like I say that, and what if my Mize Manning come back? But they're not coming back next year. At least Mize isn't. Right. So say two years from now, all those guys are. Baseball is so funny because no one – that's why Juan Soto is it's kind of a unicorn in that no one succeeds in base at the MLB for some reason very quickly. It takes guys years. Yeah. Judge wasn't a superstar till he was like 27. Yep, I know. And even then, like, he wasn't what he was now. I remember he had that kind of big year. I think it was 2017 or 18 where he was just hitting home runs. Like, like, like it was right. going to do a – he was going to another house for Halloween. But then he kind of cooled off after that. Like, I, I feel like I didn't hear his name very much for two years. And now it's kind of back on the radar. Yeah, I mean, he's having an unreal pace this year. Like, I story. But didn't he have about 40 home runs before August? Yeah, something crazy like that. And he's hitting, like, well above 300. Yeah. Uh, well, well, no, that, again, that that's one of those things where, I don't know, I I feel like, I feel like the Detroit Tigers don't even deserve this much of our time on this podcast. To be no, fair. they got a lot of time. I even repped their shirt today. No, they might have a lot of time. They don't deserve it though. No, I, I'm kind of just like, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna see. We should make a pact right now. Once we get like, maybe next, maybe next week if something happens, we can mention the Tigers. But once we kind of getting into the previews of college football in the NFL, I do not want to mention the Detroit Tigers' name on this show until 2023 like calendar yeah. year because we're gonna have so much football to talk about there will be basketball hockey will be back i do not want to mention the tigers name until 2023 i can i can get behind that all right tigers you've been canceled till 23 on the podcast thank you that i know that means a lot to him al won't be able to sleep tonight <laughs> all right uh so that's it that's all the sports news i mean we were able to kind of uh, linger on and share thoughts on that a little more in depth with no segments or not a lot of things to get to, uh, which is sometimes good to take a little bit of deeper of an analysis. I think uh, it allows us to kind of show ourselves and get a little more into the nitty gritty. Um, so anything else you want to add before we wrap up today? No. Well, the one that I was going to say, as you kind of mentioned, this was kind of like a very on the fly episode in the sense that we had very like loose ideas of what we wanted to say. And I, I still think it turned out pretty well. So Maybe this is something we explore going further, like a just kind of a grab bag of whatever we want to talk about as opposed to kind of structuring everything. But for everyone who's listening, for everyone who's actually made it this far, I love you. I'm sure maybe two people will actually hear that because, you know, 
but share we don't do friends. numbies. Hey, share it with your friends, share it with your dentist. The next time you go get a physical, tell your doctor, tell your coworkers, whatever it might be. Um, Connor, I'll give you the last word. Have a good day, guys. Peace.